Welcome to the Campus Rush Podcast. We believe that God will speak through this word and meet you right at the point of your need. We hope that God will bless you through this message. Genesis 6, 11. I'm reading out of the MSG version. Genesis 6, 11. My topic tonight uh, is entitled, Let It Rain. Let it rain. Someone say, let it rain. Everybody was in the right spirit today, and God's voice is one. I'm in the message version. I'm going to read from verses 5, and uh, sorry, yeah, Genesis 6, um, and I'll read from verses 5 going on, and then we'll see what God has to say today. Uh, it says this, God saw the human evil was out of control. People thought evil, imagined evil, evil uh, from morning to night. God was so sorry that he had made the human race in the first place. It broke his heart, God said. I'll get rid of my ruined creation, make a clean sweep of people, animals, snakes, bugs, birds, the works. I'm sorry I made them. Uh, And verses 8 says, but Noah was different. I'm praying that that's your testimony tonight. That amongst all that is going on, God has chosen you to be different. He said, but Noah was different. He said, God liked what he saw in Noah. May God be pleased with what he sees in you. May your life be pleasing unto God. Verses 9 and 10 says, this is the story of Noah. Noah was a good man, a man of integrity in his community. Noah walked with God. Noah had three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Verse 11, as far as God was concerned, the earth had become a sewer. There was violence everywhere. So God took one look and saw how bad it was. Everyone corrupt and corrupting it. Life itself corrupt to the core. Then verses 9 is going to say this. One second. Verses 13, sorry, rather, is going to say, God said to Noah, it's all over. It's the end of the human race. The violence is everywhere. I'm making a clean sweep. Now, I want us to pause right there. Verses 13 says this at the beginning. God said to Noah, period. Now, I was reading this, this verse, and God really began to speak to me on this. And Pastor Ryan, I found it interesting that God is planning to do something on the earth. He's planning to sweep out the whole entire race, but before he does so, he speaks to a man. God is making a plan about eradicating everything, but yet he wants to preserve something that he sees in someone. So he decides to speak to Noah. And I'm convinced in this place that, that God is finding a people in this church that he wants to speak with and commune with directly. God spoke to Noah directly. And I'm prophesying this over you that may God speak to you. As he spoke to Noah, may God speak to you. Before God wanted to do anything, he said, Noah, listen, this is what I want. He had a conversation. He said, I want to speak to Noah. Noah, this is what I want to do in the earth. So I'm going to let you know what I want to do first so that you can be protected. Because there's something in you that is different. There is something that you have that is different. Someone say, let it rain. When we go on in this scripture, we see this. Verses 14 says this. Build yourself a ship from teak wood. Make rooms in it. Coated with pitch inside and out. Make it 450 feet long, 70 feet wide, and 40 feet high. Build a roof for it and put in a window 18 inches from the top. Put in a door on the side of the ship and make three decks lower, middle and upper. God didn't only speak to Noah, but get this, God gave Noah directions. Anything that God wants to do in your life, he has to give you directions for it. As God gave Noah directions, God is going to direct your path. 
I thought I had a church all sleeping on me tonight. I said, God is going to direct your path. May God give you divine instructions, specific instructions regarding your life. Verses 17 says, I'm going to bring a flood on the earth that will destroy everything alive under the heaven. Total destruction. Verse 18 to 21. But I'm going to establish a covenant with you. My God. May God's covenant with you be strong. May his covenant surround you. I'm just here to decree some things over your life and then I'll be out of here. It says this. You'll board the ship and your sons, your wife, uh, and your other sons' wives will come on board with you. You are also to take two of each living creature, a male and a female, on board of the ship to preserve their lives with you. Two of every species of bird, mammal and reptile, two of everything so that as to preserve of their lives along with you. Also, get all the food you'll need and store it up for you and for them. Then it says this in verse 22, our last verse to read. Noah did everything God commanded him to do. In Jesus' name we've prayed. Amen. I love this so much in the scripture because not only did God speak to Noah, church, not only uh, did God give Noah directions, but number three, God gave Noah instructions. Uh, but, but you have to understand this, that not only did he instruct him, but he also gave him directions. Instructions do this. Instructions inform you and directions guide you. Instructions inform you and directions guide you. They're two different things. You can have uh, information for God, from God, but not know how he wants you to actually pan out this information that he's placed in you. So uh, many of us are sitting in this state with so much information, a download of revelation, but yet we don't know how this revelation is supposed to come out of us. And so it's not that we don't know what we're supposed to do. We don't know how we're supposed to do it. God gave Noah all of these things. He spoke to him. He gave him clear instructions. Then he gave him specific direction how to do what he's calling him to do. May these three things be your portion. You need these things to be successful. You need God to speak to you and you need to obey his voice. You need to understand the instructions. Number three, you need to have guidance by way of direction. Verse and other 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 bible the nlt version says that i'm going to bring floodwaters on earth to destroy all life under the heavens every creature that has breath of life in it everything on earth will perish everything and when i look at this this verse right there i i come to this dichotomy between vision and provision anytime there is a vision god brings provision say that after me say vision and provision Anytime God gives you a vision, he'll always bring provision for it. But the thing about it is that many times, this is what we do, church, and I'm being completely honest. You know me. Many times we pray for the vision, but we don't wait for the provision from God. That's what we do. What is my purpose in life? What am I supposed to do? God, what do you want to do with my life? Okay, wow, God, I'm to start this. I'm to go to this program. I'm to do this. We get the initial instruction, but we don't wait for the direction. God says, Noah, I want you to build an ark. This is what I want you to do. I want you to bring the animals two by two. I want you to store up food. I want you to build. It's going to be 450 meters. It's going to be 450 feet by 700 feet. I know what I'm going to do for you. But many of us have been building, but you have to get this point right there, that even though we've been building the ark, the ark doesn't have its full purpose. It doesn't come to its full fruition unless the rain is there. An ark without rain is just a bunch of wood on ground. Are you with me tonight? 
But the moment the rain comes and fills the earth, the ark begins to rise and fulfills its purpose. Many of us have been building the ark and we're frustrated because there is no rain. You've built the ark and that's the vision. But unless God breaks open the heavens and he brings down rain, what you have built will never rise up off the ground. I've come to speak to somebody and I'm speaking slow so that you can get what I'm saying tonight. That God is about to bring rain in your life. Oh my God. God is about to open up the windows of heaven. And he's about to pour down rain so that what you have been building can come off the ground. Some of us is like, man, we're frustrated. God, you told me to do this. You've given me the vision. But you haven't asked for the provision. God, you told me to do the business, but where's the startup money? God, you told me to go to school, but, but nothing's working. God, you told me this was going to work out, but it's not happening. It's because you have the ark, but you don't have the rain. You've been building everything to the point where you even have, you even have the animals two by two inside. You even have your sons inside with their wives. Everybody is inside the ship. The only thing missing is the rain. But if I'm a man of God, and I think I am, tonight the floodgates of heaven are open. And God is about to bring rain on your finances. Oh my God, who am I talking to tonight? I said God is about to bring rain on your education. He's about to bring rain to your family. He's about to bring rain to your finances. Every aspect of your life that has been needing rain, God is about to bring it. If you can just believe that the rain is going to come, the rain is going to come. Someone say, I receive it. Oh my goodness, get this. That, that rain at, back then at that time was such a nuisance. Can you imagine the Bible says that it was raining for 150 days. Rain was such a nuisance to the point whereby it was actually deadly. The rain at that time, it killed everybody. The Bible goes and says this then. The rain, when it started coming and, and Noah was in the ark with his family, when the rain started downpouring and the heavens began to open... Nobody survived except for Noah and his family who were on that ark. The Bible says that the rain came down so hard and it came down so much that it was so high that even the mountains could not be seen. Nothing else was seen. It was just the ark on top of the water. Listen, rain can be a nuisance and deadly to somebody else. But rain to somebody who needs it is an answered prayer. Oh my gosh. You're hanging out with people who don't like rain. That's the issue. You're hanging out with people that don't like the rain. The people that don't like the rain of prosperity. People that prosper. I, don't, I just want to be at this level. Listen, you don't need people like that. You need people that are saying, God, if you don't open up this heaven, if you don't pour down a blessing onto my life, if you, I mean, God, if you don't open up this heaven and bring down the rain, I'm not moving from this place. In fact, God, I've built everything, but I do not want to move until the rain comes on the ground. I'm, you know, some people get so frustrated. That they even take the ark and they start trying to move the ark by themselves. God, just make this business work. God, just, just, just make this thing happen. God, but you haven't asked God for the rain. Stop pulling the ark when you need to pray to God to ask for the rain to come. The ark was never meant to slide on ground. It was meant to be above ground on water. Oh my goodness. Your problem is, is not, that, it's not that you don't have the great ideas. Your problem is that you haven't asked for the right thing from God. 
It's about the rain. And so when you're around people who don't believe about the rain, you don't around people who don't believe in the fulfillment of the rain of Jehovah God, then there is an issue. Because you'll never get the rain if you don't think that you need it. There's people around you who don't think you need the rain. There's people around you that tell you, you don't need God to make this thing work. You don't need, church. You don't need a mentor to make this thing work. You don't need church. You, pastor, why are you asking your pastor? You don't, need, you don't need divine wisdom to make this thing work. Listen to me. There is a rain of heaven that is coming down. And if there was a thirsty soul in this place that's saying, God, unless you break down the heavens and pour down a blessing, I'm not moving. There is a rain from heaven that is about to break out in the next seven minutes. If I had a believer in this place that could just believe in God, that God is sending the rain on my education. I may have failed that test last week, but God is sending the rain i may have flunked out of school but god is sending the rain i may have been fired from that job but god is sending the rain tap somebody say the rain is coming oh you didn't tap that person you just shouted i said tap somebody and tell them that the rain is coming say like a preacher the rain is coming come on somebody give god a shout hey Zechariah 10.1, Zechariah 10.1, put it, give it to me in the NKJV, Zechariah 10.1, Zechariah 10.1, get it to me please in the, N, in, the N, in the NKJV version, Zechariah 10.1, let's read it, thank you Jesus, thank you Jesus, are we there? Having some technical difficulty, there it is, there it says this, can you read it with me, one, two, three, go. Period. Ask the Lord for rain. The reason why we don't have it is because we ask. The Bible even said it. You have not because you ask not. You, you don't have it because you don't ask for it. There is an answer to what God is trying. Listen, you've been struggling about a situation. But you just need the rain. The rain for a police officer is annoying, but the rain for a farmer is a blessing. <laughs> God, I've planted so much seed in the ground, all I need is your rain. God, I've sowed so much seed on this altar, all I need is your rain. You've been sowing seed, but you have been asking for rain. You've been sowing seed on a sunny day, but you need the clouds to come. But God, I don't want the clouds because the clouds means a storm. But listen to me, unless the clouds form, the storm doesn't come to water the seed. You need a stormy day for your cow. Oh, y'all ain't getting me tonight. I said, you need the clouds to gather. You need the storm to get together. You need it to be a little rocky so that the storm can come and the rain can come and water down what you've put in the ground. He says this, ask for rain in the spring. And let's read this all together. One, two, three. Go, ask for rain. Ask the Lord for rain in the spring. And what does it say? That's your testimony. Every field is going to be flush. Every, every field is going to be a lush pasture. Every field, every field. Your field of academics. Your field of finance. Your field of marriage. Your field in life. Every field is going to be a lush pasture. Why? Because you ask for rain. You need rain. You need the rain of the... You need God to rain. You need God to rain down. Noah built the ark and he knew it was going to rain. 
That's the faith that Noah had. He said, listen, God, I'm building this ark. People are laughing at me, but I'm building because I know that it's going to rain one day. And when it rains, all the people that laughed on me are going to be underneath my vision. They're going to be underneath what you have caused me to do. They're going to be underneath my vision, what God has planted me to do. They're going to be underneath me because I believe that if you ask me to plant, you're going to build, bring the rain. Oh, my God, I believe in Jesus. Do you believe in God? Do you believe he's more than able? I believe it. The Lord wants to give you rain. What do you have that has not been lifted off the ground? I want you to think about it. What dream do you have that has not been lifted off the ground? What, what, what idea are you sitting on that has not been lifted off the ground? What, 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 what job are you waiting for that has not been replied for? What, what vision have you been dreaming of that has not been lifted off the ground all you need is rain. You know, I've been dreaming and I'm saying, God, my dreams, I believe they're coming and they're going to be a reality. Say, God, I need you to do something in my life. Why? Because you told me years ago that this ministry is not just going to touch Canada, but it's going to touch the world. I said, God, I'm dreaming of doing revival nights on campuses across this nation. And I'm dreaming of bringing young people from every nation and gathering them in some place and praying for three nights and say, God, if you don't come, we don't move. I'm, I'm dreaming of building houses in this place. I'm dreaming of buying a place and we can meet. I'm dreaming of doing things. I'm dreaming, God, I'm dreaming. Dreaming. And God says, Cole, stop dreaming. Start asking for the rain. You've dreamed enough. The boat is built. In order for you to see the boat, you first have to dream the boat. God, 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 God. Huh. You, you, cannot, you, cannot, you, cannot, you cannot see with your natural eyes what you, you don't think with your creativity first. You first need to think about it in your mind. Create it in your mind, and when you create it in your mind, then you see it forth. That's what creativity is, is it? Is it not? Isn't that what creativity is? Creativity is when you begin to think about something, and then you begin to see it actually manifest out. So God is saying this, Kofi, I've manifested the ministry. I've brought the ministry from when it was a thought to now something that you can see. Now ask for the rain so that I can multiply what you have sown. We're about to see multiplication in this ministry. I'm prophesying multiplication. You are the ministry. So there's about to be multiplication in your life. I don't know who I'm preaching to today. Y'all are a little quiet on me. I feel like I'm preaching to one person in here. There's about to be multiplication in your life. You're going to sow something and God is going to give you back. Oh my goodness. Press down, shake it together, running over. This is not no Pentecostal, whatever, whatever. I'm speaking real life. I've seen it happen for me. And if God can do it for me, then God can do it for you. God is about to multiply your fields. The Bible says, ask for the rain in the spring. Is it not spring right now? It's about to be spring. And it says, it's for, for he makes the storm clouds. God is the one that causes the storm clouds to come together. Because unless the storm clouds come, the rain does not shower the field. God is bringing somebody an exponential growth in your life. I see your life going from point one to point five just because you ask for rain. God, we don't want the drizzle. We don't want just, we don't want you to dazzle upon us. We want the rain of your glory to fall upon our lives. If I have a believer, jump up to your feet and say, I receive it. God. You know, I picture this happening. I picture this happening, church. Buddy, I picture this. I picture Noah building the ark. 
and his friends are laughing at him. Every time I read this, that's the only vision that's in my mind, Pastor David, is he's building this ark 400 feet by 700 feet wide, 400 feet by 700 feet wide. And he has, he's heard from God, he has his instructions, and now he has his directions. So you hear from God, and then you have what? Instructions, and then you have what? Direction. So you hear from God, then you have what? Instruction, then you have what? Let me do it again. You hear from God, and then you have what? And then you cannot be directed what you don't know first. Why would God direct you when he hasn't spoken to you and given you the blueprint for it? A lot of us are sitting and asking God, God, show me my purpose. What you should be praying for is, God, I know my purpose. Now, what's my plan? God, I know my purpose. What? I'm about to say something. What is my plan? God, show me my plan. I know what I'm supposed to do. How am I supposed to do it? That's, the, that's what you're supposed to be asking God for. The moment he speaks to you, God, what is your instruction? God, what is your direction? The moment you know your direction, the fourth thing to add to it is God, send the rain. God, send the rain. Shout, send the rain. Come on, shout it like you believe it. Say, send the rain. So I can imagine that Noah's just building this ark. I can just see him 400 feet by 700 feet. 400 feet by 700 feet, 400 feet by 700 feet. And his friends are walking by and saying, why are you building? It's been a drought. To put this in context, it had not rained in forever. It had not rained. There was no rain. There was no sight of a cloud ever. But Noah was building an ark. Now, people around him knew that the ark was only used to be above water. There's some things that, oh my People are looking at your life and they're saying, why are you building this? It's because what you're building right now is not for this level. What you're building right now is for three, four levels above you. But you have to start from somewhere. Who am I talking to today? you got to build from one level. But what you're building for may not be for this level. But the best things first have a foundation. In fact, the taller the building, the deeper the foundation. Noah, why are you building this? Why are you starting this business? Why are you in this program? Why are you dressing this way? Why are you preaching like you're preaching to 10,000 people? Because until I can master 1,000, I'm not ready for 10,000. God says this, Noah, you better build at you better build at this level. You better build at this level. People will laugh at you, but build at this level. People will knock you down, but build at this level. People may say, why that guy's losing his mind? Keep building at the level. Because one day, when God sends the rain, One day when God sends the rain of glory on your life and on your vision, what was on level one has no choice but to rise. You see, water does something incredible. I was about to do a demonstration, but I think I'll do it next time. Water has an incredible effect that if you put it within the confines of, of a bucket, the moment water enters into that bucket, whatever was in it, if it's an object, has no choice but to float. Has no choice but to come above it. If you put a rubber ducky in it, it has no choice but to come up to the top. I'm telling you, you're not meant for your level. You're meant for the top. You're not meant for this level. You're meant for the top. I don't think I'm preaching to two people. I'm preaching to myself. I'm preaching to myself. I need this word. Thank you, God. You're not meant for this level. Kofi, you're not meant for this level. Kofi, you're meant for the top. You're not meant for this level. You're meant for the top. God is bringing you to the top. Tap two people. Say, I'm meant for the top. I'm meant for the top. You're meant for the top. 
You're not meant for, you're not, you weren't built for this level. You were built for level 10. You were built for the top. 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 But until you ask for the rain, you'll never rise to the top. The rain has the ability to bring whatever was there to the next level. We are about to ask God for the rain. And I feel the flood is coming. In fact, I see a cloud that is formed like a fist. And the cloud is coming from Mount Carmel. I see the cloud coming. And it is about to rain. And Ahab is about to jump in his chariots and go to Jezreel. Because I see the rain coming down. I see the rain of your finance coming down. I see everything you've prayed for is about to be answered. I see God bringing rain. I see God bringing rain in this place. Get these two points and let me go. Number one. When people are laughing, build harder. Number one. The sign that people are laughing at you is a signal for you to actually go deeper in what God wants you to do. Given this fact that you've heard from God. What I'm saying is precedented and predicated upon these three things that I've told you. You've now, God has spoken to you. He's given you instructions and he's given you direction. Now, the moment he gives you these three things, when you see people laughing, keep building. If you haven't heard from God, you don't have instructions, you don't have direction, but yet you're building. Mm -mm. When people are laughing at you, tell them, okay, okay, what's going on? What do I need to fix? Now, always have an open heart. But I'm careful of what I'm saying is that after you've received from God, you have instructions, you have directions, you know this thing is in line, it's in the will of God, and you are building in line with what God wants for you. If people are laughing, build harder because it's only a matter of time. Before your level one comes a level ten. The clouds are gathering. Number one. Number two. Vision is time sensitive. Don't wait. Do it now. Don't wait. What did I say? Don't wait. What did I say? You want to do well in school? Don't wait for fourth year. Do it now. Trust me. Do it now. Get the habit of getting A's now. Get the habit of studying now. Because when you get to the master's and the PhD, they only, they only treat you based off of the, the, the regiment that you have, you have formed in your undergrad years. They only treat you. They say, read... 400 pages and come up with this document and that document and that document and put it in Arabian and put it in Chicago and do this and put it in MLA and you have to know how to do these things because they feel as though you've already passed undergrad to get there. So don't, don't wait. Do it now. You want to start a habit? Do it now. You want to start a good habit? Do it. Form it from now. You, you, want, you want to be a good wife? Well, start behaving like one now. And all the men say, you, you want to be a good husband? Start behaving like a man now. Take care of your bills. Don't let your credit rise to the point whereby you don't have good credit. Pay down your credit bill. Do it not tomorrow. Do it now. And all the ladies say, You want to be the man of your house? Well, buy a house. Don't do it tomorrow. Do it. There's so many people that want the next level but have not yet built their ark yet. God, there's people asking for the rain. What is God supposed to put the rain on if you don't have anything? The rain is only 
good for those who have the capability to have something that brings them to the top in it. But if you don't, if you don't have a farm, if you don't have a boat, then the rain is annoying. God, send the rain on my business. God, send the rain on my life. God, send the rain in my finances. That's what you're going to pray right now in this next few minutes. God, send the rain. I need, listen, you need the rain. You need God's rain. You've been at level one. You have everything put together. But the only reason why you have not rise to the top is because you don't have the reign of Jehovah on your life. Now, I'm about to give you two minutes. Put two minutes on the clock for me, team. And we are about to pray, God, send the reign down now. Repeat after me. Say, God, send the reign on my life. Send the reign on my finance. Send the rain on my career. Send the rain on my relationships. Send the rain. Send the rain. Thank you for tuning in to the Campus Rush Podcast. If you enjoyed this message and want to partner with us, visit us at www.campusrush.org to become a global partner or to partner with us in giving.